Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. Rejoice in the Lord. He is the only one, the only thing, in whom, and in which, we can rejoice. The Apostle Paul writes, in Philippians 3, verse 2. To write the same things to you, rejoice, is not grievous for me, but safe for you. In his epistles, Paul is laying down strong principles, for the life of the believer. So much of the church, as we know it today, is based on apostolic doctrine, as taught in the New Testament. Writing in verse 7, he says, Those things that were gained to me, I counted as loss for Christ. When we come to Christ, all those earthly things, we might have been proud of, we realize are valueless. For it is by grace, we have been saved, through faith. And this is not from ourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Before David continues teaching from Philippians, we want to thank you, for continuing to support, our humanitarian, and spiritual relief efforts in Ukraine. To read about all that we are doing to help, visit our website, eurovision.org.uk. Now, please join David, as he ministers today's word. Welcome to the program. We're still in the Epistle of Paul to the Philippians, and I'm dealing with chapter 3. So, it begins like this, and <laughs> I like uh, the way that Paul is speaking when he says, finally, my brethren. It's not final in that sense that most people think that's the end of everything. It's really, um, he's coming to the conclusion of what he's been speaking about in the previous chapters. So, he says, finally, he says, rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> well, uh, living in an age that we do, where nations are torn apart. Um, it's t just today that in Britain we've seen the Prime Minister having to resign. Uh, in Germany, the present uh, leader, the Chancellor, is extremely unpopular. And uh, the same in France, with Macron, who, although he was recently re-elected, has lost his majority in the parliament. And what it does show is that there is a turmoil. Um, in fact, I will be talking about this in a different program later today, because I don't think, outside of genuine war, that when I say genuine war, I mean world war, that we've seen quite such a disturbing um, uncertainty in every aspect. Uh, a lot of it, of course, has come about as a result of the Ukraine war, but it's deeper than that because there is an uncertainty in politics, in the economics, and in every aspect that we don't see many countries. I mean, even America, the, the, the president in America is, I think at the moment, the most unpopular they've ever had. So it, it, there's a lack of real leadership in the free world. 
if I can put it in that way. And it's all the more reason that we need to turn to Scripture to find some of the answers. And it's interesting that on a difficult day in Britain, I'm reading Rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> well, that's the only thing, only person we can rejoice in at the moment. Then he goes on to write the same things to you is not grievous. Now, he's, Paul is having to lay down various strong principles. Remember, that's what's very interesting about the New Testament is uh, the New Testament's completely different to the Old. The Old is very historical, and of course, we learn an awful lot from it. But in the New Testament, what is actually happening is the New Testament opens with the four Gospels, which are dealing purely with the life and ministry of Jesus. You open with the Acts of the then with the Acts of the Apostles, which is the story of the development of the early church. But in Paul's epistles, you've got the foundational teaching for the church. And so much of what we do today is based on the apostolic doctrine as taught in the New Testament. And so Paul is commenting by saying, it's hard for me to say some of these things, but it's an encouragement to you because in verse 2 he goes on, and by the way, I'm dealing with the authorized version. I prefer to preach from the authorized version because there are so many other versions, it becomes confusing. But he goes on to say, beware of dogs, hmm. beware of evil workers, beware of when he says in the authorized versions, concision, in the other versions, it's circumcision, he's warning to be aware of these things. And he comes on quite strongly to indicate that even at this phase of the church, there are people within the church who are not the right kind of leaders, but are in the church and even preaching for their own self-personal motives. But we'll see a bit more about that in a moment. But he goes on to say in verse 3, we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. You see, to the Jew, circumcision was a legal issue, and there are strong spiritual reasons for it. But in the Christian church, amongst the new believers, circumcision was not a requisite. But Paul puts it elsewhere very strongly that Spiritual circumcision is cutting oneself off from the works and the things of the flesh. So to us, 
while we don't have a physical circumcision, we need a spiritual circumcision, cutting ourselves off from things which would defile us in the flesh. And so he goes on, and uh, we who worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Jesus Christ and have no confidence in the flesh, that's circumcision to us. And he goes on in verse 4. You see, he needs to bring in what he's saying in verse 4 because to the Jew, Jewishness was obeying a set of rules. You were a Jew and you uh, observed the Sabbath, you had circumcision, and you had various other Jewish laws. But Paul is saying, though, he himself says, I might have confidence in that flesh, in those human things, because if any other man thinks that he's got uh, what one could call, what Paul calls fleshly, but personal material issues to bring salvation, Paul is so strict. And in verse 5, you've just got to look, because Paul was, was Jewish right through, because he says in verse 5, he was circumcised the eighth day, he was an Israelite, he was from the tribe of Benjamin, he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. As touching the law, he was even a Pharisee. So according to Jewish tradition, Paul was uh, in the aristocracy. Paul was fully conforming to everything that the law demanded for salvation. Uh, he goes even further in verse 6 because he says, concerning zeal, he was persecuting the church. And we know that the beginning of Paul was in his Jewish zeal, he was persecuting the church. Sadly, we find out that to a certain extent today that the Orthodox Jews are persecuting the church. We are wrong. And that's what he's saying here. He was at the highest level of Jewishness because he persecuted the church and according to the law, he was blameless even in that. And we know that Paul was arresting Jews. I mean, that's what, when he was converted on the road to Damascus, he was going to Damascus to arrest and imprison the Christians. And it even tells us that his first introduction to this was that when the first martyr Stephen was being stoned, that while Paul didn't actually throw the stones, Paul incited them, possibly set the whole thing up, and actually held the clothes of those throwing the stones. In other words, he was literally participating and urging them on in order to fulfill the Jewish law. So he says, verse 6, concerning zeal and persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is of the law, he was blameless. But in verse 7, but what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. So 
when you come to Christ, all those earthly attributes are valueless. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. That is what the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians, chapter 3, verse 1. We're living in an age in which nations are torn apart. There is turmoil, a disturbing uncertainty, in every aspect of national and international life. There is a lack of leadership and morality. We need to look for answers in the scripture. This is why it is so interesting to read, Rejoice in the Lord. He is the only one, the only thing, in whom, and in which, we can rejoice. To read the latest edition of Prophetic Vision magazine, visit our website, eurovision.org.uk. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.